Hello all and welcome to the Triple H Podcast. Happy Hour Hoops, your one-stop shop for enjoying a cold beverage and listening to our ice-cold basketball takes. There it is. We got you covered on everything NBA all the time. Don't forget to follow us on all social media platforms at Happy Hour Hoops 1, Twitter, Facebook, Instagram. Uh, rate, subscribe, review to the podcast, Apple and Spotify are the two most popular. Follow, subscribe to us on there. You can rate us on Apple. You can leave comments on Spotify. Uh, we appreciate all the love and support. And uh, so yeah, thank you guys. And we're here. If you already listened to the Eastern Conference preview, we appreciate that. And this is the Western Conference first round preview for Happy Hour Hoops. Um, the West is uh the West is kind of fucking crazy, honestly. The yeah. West, we they just had an insane playing game. Donnie, did you get to watch most of that playing game yesterday? Oh, I watched the entire playing game, and that was that was probably one of the best games in the bubble thus far. Oh yeah, yeah, it was a high level of basketball. Um, the Blazers, if you d- didn't know, the Blazers ended up beating the Memphis Grizzlies. They were the eight seed, so they only had to beat them once, and they finished off their run. Great run on the bubble, going eight and seven and one in the seeding games, and then win the playing game to take the eight seed, and they will get to match up with the Los Angeles Lakers as the one seed, who did not look good in the bubble at all. A lot of questions no, around the Lakers, not. and uh, I never would have thought, you know, four months ago we were talking about go, you know, playoff matchups and everything like that. Like it was pretty much a foregone conclusion that the Lakers were going to walk through their first couple rounds. Um, I don't think it's as much of a foregone conclusion here with the Blazers. Yeah. I yeah, I don't know. This series this series is strange to me. I was just I was just caught up reading these three points that the nba.com gives for mm-hmm. uh you know things to watch and I was uh, this this one the second one really just got me the will the Lakers have a three-point problem and I, it just got me thinking, you know, Danny Green's obviously a prolific shooter, has been for years, but what like the drop off after Danny Green is is really scary for the Lakers. Like Contavious Caldwell Pope, like as far as like shooters go, is probably the next best shooter on the team, but he's not going to log enough minutes in this series for me, for that to be for him to be that impactful in, you know, in that category. And I feel like the next the next best after that is like a combination of Braun, Kuz, and Davis. Like Braun obviously has a three ball, but it hasn't always been super consistent throughout his career. It's game and to game too. Like you never right. know. So yeah, some games he'll be hitting them from you know Lillard range, and just like okay, and he'll hit it like a game winner from that yep. distance, and you can't argue it because LeBron. But like you said, it's game to game. It's not always there, and then. Kuzma and Anthony Davis are both solid from behind the arc, but you know you don't you don't consider them sharpshooters. So that uh, well, that's Kuzma actually, would shoot against Jesus. So yeah, apparently. <laughs> wow, what what a what a weird thing to say that was for Kuzma. <laughs> um, but yeah, no, this is this is definitely a bizarre series, but probably the most anticipated and one of the most eager, or one of the most series that I'm eager to watch. I, yeah, I don't know if we've had a one-eight series like this in a while. Like, Not since for a long the, since time. the Grizzlies beat the Spurs, like 
couple years back, upsetting them in that eight one series. There hasn't been one that you know team people were really excited about the eight seed. And I go back and forth every day. Like I don't know if it's just hype around Dame, the bubble MVP, the deserving bubble MVP, which we called. We should we should take our credit for that because yep. we, said days, <laughs> we said a couple of days before Dame was the bubble MVP, and then they gave him the bubble MVP. So that's happy hour hoops one. Thank you for that. Um, <laughs> but seriously, like the this matchup for the Lakers in the eight seed is probably the worst one they could have imagined as the one. Like, yeah, here's the the problem really lies in the fact that they are missing and who would have thought you'd say this at the beginning of the year but Rajon Rondo and Avery Bradley both out for this series and Damian Lillard and CJ McCollum are studs and they're even with a broken back CJ McCollum he still got obviously can get buckets he showed that the other night against Memphis like he was so clutch for them so and we know what Dame's been able to do the entire bubble and just the whole season there's not anybody on the Lakers that can really guard them or contain those two but vice versa there's nobody on the Portland Trailblazers who can guard LeBron James nobody and Mario Hazonia is like one of the worst players in the league like I swear to god I don't know how he started (laughs) and there's no way he's gonna check anything on him Uh, Carmelo we get the Carmelo what about that what about that game-winning block from MSG (laughs) that his own yeah that that just means Braun remembers that for the rest of his life and he's going to torture his own like the poster I've seen so many memes of that in the last few days of just Hazonia smirking. And you know what? Like, I bet you like Bron. I bet you Bron has too. I bet you oh, Bron yeah. seen him too. <laughs> if you see him, Bron seen him. No, I'm not worried about Hazonia. Like we finally get this Carmelo LeBron matchup again in the playoffs. They haven't played since Miami and New York, uh, way back 2012, 2013 year. But Melo's not doing anything against LeBron. No, defensively, the, hell no. They need all the fouls they can get from their bigs to handle AD down low. So it's really like it's the most stark contrast of how these teams are going to score and just how they're going to play their game. Like the Lakers are going to try to body the Blazers and be physical with them, and the Blazers are just going to rely on their guards and hope that they can end up outscoring the Lakers. Yeah. Yeah, I wouldn't be surprised if – you see, you mentioned you, you think the Blazers are going to use a lot of their fouls from their bigs. That means I wouldn't be surprised to see a lot of one in Gabriel. Uh, Nasir Little, I wouldn't be surprised if you see a yeah. lot of him too. Zach Collins is definitely going to use up his one, his minutes, and two fouls. Yeah. Whether it's on um, AD or I think I think you might see some Zach Collins on LeBron in this series. I, I think mean, so as too, much of a mismatch. <laughs> yeah, as much of a mismatch as that is, I really think I really think that's what the Blazers are going to go to um, on some possessions defensively. Just to throw a big body at him and rough him up a little, hopefully enough to stop him or at least foul him before he gets to the cup. But I don't know. That that could end in a lot of and ones for Mr. James. Yeah. he's you. We've seen throughout LeBron with his career, if you're going to foul him, you have to actually, like, foul the fuck out of him. Like, you better be, like – tackling him to the ground essentially otherwise it's not going to be worth it like he will just power through yeah like it's just such a stark contrast and it's who's like the Lakers as talented as Damian Lillard is as good as CJ McCollum is as good as Yusuf Nurkic is the Lakers have two top five players in the league on their team and is that just going to be enough to make a difference um I think in this series we're going to go with a pick 
I really am worried for the Lakers. I really oh, no. am. I'm not, not, no, I'm not picking them to lose. I'm picking them to win. I'm picking them to win in five, honestly. Yeah. I, I really, I think that they're just going to be physical. We know what playoff basketball looks like. The Lakers are huge. They're just going to make this, they're going to muddy it up. They're going to be ugly ass games, like 100 to 97, slow. Bron's going to slow the pace down to nothing and try to make Dame's life miserable as much as he can. But if this series is, if there's a series that's going to go seven out of nowhere, it's this, one. it's this one. And if it goes seven, I would, you're going to see me more inclined to be siding with the Blazers. If the longer it goes, the more inclined I'm going to believe the Blazers are going to win. I like that. I like, like that take. Like, would you be surprised if you see the Blazers up, if this Blazers are up three, two in the series? Like I wouldn't at all. No, like, I don't uh, think it's going to happen. I wouldn't, I wouldn't be, shocked. be surprised. No, I would not be shocked. It's just, yeah, it's just, it really is just, like, you don't look at matchups that much or this much, like, ever going into a playoff series, especially especially in the first round. But, like, this this series is solely based on matchups. Like, it's crazy. Yeah. Like, literally no one on the Lakers can keep up with CJ and Dame, and literally no one on the Trailblazers can keep up with LeBron James. Yeah, it's so weird. What what's your pick for the series? That's tough, man. I I think I gotta agree with you that it's gonna be Lakers in five. Yeah, I think they they're just gonna hone down. They're they're gonna they have, one they have to understand that they did not play well at all in those seeding games. Like yeah. I'm sure LeBron knows that. And playoff Bron, playoff Bron is a scary scary man. Yeah, let's not forget. Let's not forget. Here's my yeah, Bron like, moment. Here's my Bron moment. Is that he wasn't? They didn't make the playoffs last year. Eight years before that, LeBron James was in the NBA Finals. No matter where he was, that's the yeah. last time we saw him in the playoffs. Was only in the NBA Finals for eight straight years. This dude's gonna come out to play in this series. This is not some team that they can just walk over. I just keep seeing right now. Just thinking of Lakers, Blazers. I just keep picturing that dunk that uh braun had on nurkic a few years back like just <laughs> playing over in my head i just feel like i feel like that's basically the portland trailblazers fate in this series is like yes i think cj and dame definitely could make it interesting but lebron james is lebron james at the end of the day and this is the nba playoffs folks and the dunk on hazonia is going to happen He's oh, gonna yeah. LeBron is going. He's gonna hunt it so bad. Yeah. He is not gonna let that Even slide if by. Dwight Howard has to hold Hazonia like under the basket <laughs> for LeBron. Which Dwight will on. do. Like, Dwight would yeah, do oh, that for him too. Oh yeah, a hundred percent. He's a team right. player now. He, yeah, he's yeah, great guy, great teammate. <laughs> All right, Lakers, we've got them, but I'm worried. I'm a little worried. Well, that's the most. That's the series I'm looking forward to the most from the West for sure. Like just the intrigue to see how it's gonna end up and the way the Blazers have been playing. It's going to be a fun one. So moving on to the other L.A. team, the, the, the talk of the NBA season has been the L, two L.A. teams, and they're, shape, they're shaping up to uh, come at each other in the West here. The Clippers will start with the Dallas Mavericks. Clippers won the season series 3-0. Uh, the Mavericks are the seventh seed. And the real question of this series, I think the Clippers are just – I mean, the Clippers are the deepest, probably deepest team in the NBA. They yeah. have the best star power on the wings. Are the Mavs, and Mavs are the best offense 
in NBA history officially. They've had the most efficient offense in NBA history, but can they get any stops? Any stops? Because the Clippers have been the number two team since the restart in offense too. And the Clippers have been extremely efficient and they're only going to get better with more games from Lou Will and Harrell getting worked back into the lineup too. Like, can the Mavs get any stops to make this a series against the Clippers? Yeah, I just I just don't know if that's going to happen. Uh, you know, they will get some stops. This is another series where the Mavs could steal a game or two, but it it I don't think they can get those stops, especially down the stretch. Like they just the Clippers just have too many options to go to scoring-wise and then as you mentioned, like even if there's even if there's bad misses, like a guy like Harold cleans up on the offensive glass. And I don't really like any of the interior players on the Mavericks, cause aside from Chris Stapps, obviously, but yeah. he doesn't really play with too much of an inside presence. Well, and is um, he, are you really worried about him, like, defensively? Like, he can block some shots, but he's not going to be, like, a body in there, you know? Right, I mean? that's, that's what I'm – yeah. Yeah. That's what I'm getting at. And just – yeah, I don't know. I just feel like – the toughness of the Clippers, too, like Pat Bev and Kawhi, like those two guys alone. I mean, Kawhi is going to bother Luka. Like, that's that's definitely clear. That's going to happen in this series. Luka will pr- probably still have great numbers, but, I mean, you don't you – don't, you don't be Luka Doncic on a guy like Kawhi Leonard. That's just – it's, it's not going to be a walk in the park for him, and it's definitely no. – and it's definitely not going to be a fun series for the Dallas Mavericks. No, and the thing that we see Luka all the time is the drive and kick. Like, he loves to drive and, like, kick it out to shooters and everything. But they're going to be ready for that. Like, they're not going to let him even get to that point where he can make that decision. With guys like Kawhi and Paul George are going to be on Luka all series, all series long. We saw a lot of Paul George during the year in this matchup on Porzingis, too. And did he did really well. So that's going to free up Kawhi to go after Luka. And that's what these guys have been waiting. I mean, the Clippers with their load management and everything, we know how Kawhi gets, you know, managed throughout the year. Like he gets managed throughout the year to perform in moments like this, to come out in the playoffs and shut down a superstar. And that superstar is Luka. And we've seen Luka perform. I mean, EuroLeague MVP won the EuroLeague title a couple years ago, but this is the NBA playoffs. This is against the best of the best. And his first taste is against the two best defenders in the league or just Pat Bev. I mean, if you want to throw him in there too, like he's going to get some time on him too. It's going to be hell for Luca to try to get his normal offensive output. And he's going to need, he's going to need a supporting cast. He's going to need Porzingis to body up down low and -hmm. take advantage of a team. That's not, that's, that's their weak point. Zubac is the weak point of this starting lineup. And Zubac has good moments and Harrell has good moments, but they're not great defensively inside. Can, if Porzingis can take advantage of that matchup and they can shoot the lights out like they're known to do over this great defense, they'll be able to make it a series. But the Clippers are just so, so deep at every level. And they're just, they've been scoring like crazy. They can lock down. It's just, it's going to be a, it's going to be difficult for the Mavericks to just consistently score, I think. And at the rate that they're used to, at least. Yeah, and you're, uh, you know, I think a lot of pressure falls on your boy Paul George in this series. Before before we move on to the next series, I really do think a lot's going to come down. Well, the the whole entirety of the playoffs for the Clippers in general, I think a lot of pressure is on Paul George. But especially in this series, I mean, I think Kawhi's going to have his way in any series. But 
if Luca is scoring at the clip that he's he's been scoring at, not only this season but through the seeding games, and then we mentioned Porzingis was on um, your first team All NBA bubble. Yeah. Which the um, NBA screwed it. Hold on, the NBA screwed us on their bubble because yeah. we would have had such different teams, and they just decided no positions don't matter on the bubble teams. I know that right, all NBA off. first teams that it's always position based, and then so we were like, oh, that's how it's well, we need be. a center. Fuck, we need to put a yeah. in there. Like, fuck, come on. Whatever. If it was positionless, obviously it would have been different. So if you guys didn't disagree with our you know, first bubble team, then we're sorry. We, we were just, we were only trying to abide by the rules. Yeah. We're just trying to follow some guidelines here. The NBA said, fuck your guidelines. Yeah. Just a couple of guys always going by the books. And this is, these are the thanks we get. Um, but no, yeah. Paul George going to have to be, in my opinion, he's going to have to be a huge scoring option for the Clippers in this series. Yeah, he's going to – they're going to need – like, the Mavs are going to try to score 140 points a game. And so the yep. Clippers are going to – besides defending them, they're going to need their guys to be coming out shooting. And that's – the Stars have been the ones who have been scoring. Kawhi and Paul George have been leading the way for them throughout the bubble. And they're going to have to do it again. And I want to see Paul George answer a playoff moment and take over a game here. I know Kawhi can do it. I'm sure Luka can do it at some point. I maybe Porzingis, but Porzingis and Paul George. I want to see it from them. I want to see them come out and have those big moments in this series and prove it. But it's going to be a hell of a series. I mean, this is it might be the most exciting sweep ever, honestly, <laughs> because that could I could see it being four yeah. extremely close games, but going the Clippers' way. Um, I actually have it. I'm going to say Clippers in five. I'll give it the gentleman sweep. I'll give the Mavs one game, but. I'm going Clippers in five. Yeah, I'm also going Clippers in five here. I think this even even if the Mavericks don't make many changes and have the same squad or similar to the same squad next year, I think they could, you know, have a better chance. Yeah. No matter who they play, but I just I just think there's a lot of inexperience. And starting with Luca, like you mentioned, he's you know won a couple of Euro leagues, but this is this is the real deal, and he's playing. He's playing the reigning Finals MVP. He's playing uh, an NBA champion, and Kawhi Leonard. You know he he's been there before, played in all the big moments. He's a def- defensive player of the year. Yep. So definitely really throwing cut out for them. It's really throwing Luca in the fire, but that's what you need in your first playoff experience is something like this. He's gonna, he's not going to shy away from the moment. Luca's going to show out, but I just don't oh, think. Yeah. I think they're. Like you just said, they're about a year or so away from making real noise in the West. So we'll we'll be hearing from them, but this is the Clippers' time in this series for sure. Moving on, 3-6 series, the one that's starting us all off tomorrow at 1.30 on ESPN. The Denver Nuggets against the Utah Jazz, who are without Mike Conley, who just left the bubble for the birth of his son today. So that might be uh, – I mean, obviously that's going to affect the Jazz and – the way that they play, especially with uh, your question that you brought up about the Jazz. We'll start, first, we'll start off. The Nuggets won the season series 3-0. And yep. the, the question that you brought up about the Jazz before this podcast was, who's going to be the secondary scoring for Bogdanovich, Boyan Bogdanovich, who didn't come to the bubble. He got surgery in his shoulder. But now who's going to be secondary Even more scoring so, yeah. for him and Conley? Because the Nuggets haven't played um, – 
haven't had their full roster yet. Gary Harris has been out. Will Barton's been out. But we might see them in this series at the very least, um, maybe later on in the series. But this is a deep Nuggets team when they're firing at all cylinders. They're young, but they have a lot of guys that can play at all positions. Mm-hmm. And the Jazz are going to need every bit of scoring that they can. It can't just be all Donovan. So who's going to be that secondary guy for the Jazz? Yeah, and towards the end of those seeding games, it's it, it was looking like Emmanuel Moutier was stepping up in a big time way. Like yeah. this this dude has some showing moments, but like whether he was shooting outside or getting to the rim or his playmaking ability, I mean, he really looked solid in the the games that I saw him play. But it's just, can he show up for a full game? Can he show up for a full playoff series? Jordan Clarkson's also another guy I'm looking at. Um, he's a he's a fantastic scorer. I mean, he has since he has been since he came in the league. Mm-hmm. Um, he was he had some great scoring performances when he was with the Lakers. Um, you know, early on in his career. But yeah, it's gonna. I think it's gonna come down to one of those guys. Royce O'Neal is gonna really need to be hitting his three point shot. Yeah. Uh, I just I don't think Georges Niang's gonna do anything no. in the series he's, he's not a bucket he's, at all he's, he's kind of useless um yeah do that niang's like a poor man's tabo cephalosha and cephalosha is just like <laughs> that's already, sad <laughs> yeah is like already just a frowned upon player so i don't know i don't know why i just had to rip on niang like that but i did <laughs> <laughs> i just don't think he's gonna be one of the guys to step up i'm trying to think other role players on this jazz team i really think it's gonna have to be moody or clarkson especially early on in the series um without Conley. yeah i i agree and th- that's the thing about jordan clarkson he's like fool's gold like he looks good everything looks good but there's gonna be times where he's just out there firing and it's just not working but he's gonna yeah. fire he's Clarkson's gonna fight <laughs> very flashy but very streaky but he's going to fire away no matter what. Like, that's yeah. the thing. Like, he's going to do it no matter what happens, and you're going to live with it or die with it. Um, I think one of the big the keys for the – we know Donovan's going to get his, and he's mm-hmm. going to try to – like, we can't sell the Jazz short for that reason. Like, the Jazz are going to go as Donovan Mitchell goes. But is he good enough to carry them in a series? I don't know. So that's why it comes down to Gobert versus Jokic. I mean, Gobert's reigning – or two-time defensive player of the year the last two years – Mm-hmm. Jokic is a superstar center. That's the matchup really to watch. If Gobert can neutralize Jokic and he can put in a good offensive output, that's how they're going to keep it close in these games. But Jokic has looked a lot better during these seeding games than Gobert has. Gobert's looked kind of out of place, still trying to score more than he really needs to. Um, yeah. And I just – I don't think there's enough Donovan Mitchell in this series. I don't think he can do enough – at this point with the team that they have against this Nuggets team. Um, so I have the Nuggets in six. I think it'll be a little bit of a series, but I got the Nuggets in six. Yeah, I I hate the Connolly being away. I think it, it really – I see He's Con- been balling out too. Yeah, that's, that's what I mean. And obviously I'm not upset that he's leaving because of the birth of his child. I'm just saying as far as, you know, trying to scope out this series, I think with Connolly there – and I don't know how much time he's going to miss. I don't know if he's going to miss the entire series, or it really depends. But I think if Connolly's there, this this is a series for me that could easily go seven games. Yeah. Um, but I think without Connolly and with the size of the Denver Nuggets, like I really think that their size outside of Jokic is just going to be too much for 
Gobert to handle um, underneath. I mean, Paul Millsap has just been extremely solid his entire career. Yep. Ball Ball has been showing out. I'm sure, I'm sure he's going to get minutes in the series, notable minutes. Um, MPJ, who we mentioned on the last podcast, yeah. has been freakish in these seeding games. And it was really only a matter of time, a dude with his talent, if he could keep the injuries away, which he has, um, for him to explode. And so, yeah, I really just think that size is going to be an issue um, for the Utah Jazz. So I'm going, I'm going Denver in five or six in this series. Yeah. I like to, I like you bringing up MPJ because I think he's the difference maker for the Nuggets throughout the whole playoffs. Like if he turn, if he can turn it on, like he was able to in the seeding games, he can turn some games for them. And when they're, if they're moving on and like we have them playing the Clippers in the second round, like they're going to need a guy like him to be scoring and get into the bucket and everything like that. But that's, I think the Nuggets are just deeper and better at every position than the Jazz. And I think they're going to take that series pretty easily. Um, so the last series we have to talk about here in the West is my f- personal favorite series to look forward to other than Celtic Sixers that we talked about on the Eastern podcast. Uh, the Oklahoma City Thunder, the five seed, taking on the number four seed Houston Rockets, the, the grand reunion series. Yeah, uh, you got to Thund- get your popcorn ready for this one, man. <laughs> the Thunder won the season series two to one. Uh, James Harden. Used to be on the Oklahoma City Thunder once, if you didn't know that already. Traded a while ago. with He was had some famous teammates on that team. Uh, got, he's been on the Rockets for a while. Russell Westbrook was a member of the Thunder, if you didn't know that, for last almost season. all of his career. Until last season, when he was traded for Chris Paul, who was <laughs> on the Houston Rockets and had somewhat of a tumultuous time with James Harden in Houston. Uh, they, I don't think they get along very well. I don't think they're exchanging text messages on no. the daily together. And now on the Thunder, and uh, a Thunder team that everybody kind of thought was going to be pretty bad this year, thought they'd be a lottery pick. Their over-under for the start of the year was 31 and a half. And they've just come out and been one of the best teams in the league since, like, November. And they're the, one of the best teams in the clutch all year. They have a solid starting five. And like you said, get your popcorn ready because there's no shortage of drama in this series at all. So much drama. <laughs> so much superstar drama, too. That's the thing. Like, CP3 is always talking trash. CP3 yeah. always seems – and I love CP3. I'm not taking anything away from this dude. He always seems to have some sort of beef with someone. <laughs> like, it's always something with CP3. He's the pettiest, like. pettiest dude to be yeah. to, like, by far. For sure. And he's so talented, too. So, that's why, like, he can do that. But – and I think Harden's kind of the same way. Maybe that's why they butted heads. They kind of have that same, like, attitude. Like, I'm very good, but I'm also, you know, going to pout and, like, beef with whoever I want to. Yeah. And then Westbrook's just an absolute dog and just does not take shit from anyone. So that, those are th- some three very, very big personalities for them <laughs> to all be sharing the court in a seven-game series. Um, but, yeah, it, sh- it, sh- it should definitely be interesting. This one, for me, I think, is, is especially out West, is the most likely to go to seven games. Yeah. Yeah, by far. I – I think this is going to be a back-and-forth series. Um, these two teams are both my two, like, favorite dark horse teams to come out of the West. And I know that's, like, kind of a cop-out to say the two teams are. But, like, 
if it's not going to be the Lakers or the Clippers, it's going to be one of these two teams, just the way that their backcourt plays. Um, the Rockets mm-hmm. – the Rockets get fucking out rebounded like crazy. That's like that's a problem, especially in the playoffs. That I'm really interested to see how they address that because they've been getting out rebounded by like 20 rebounds every single game, and you know they're going to run that small lineup. Like we know what their lineups are going to look like in the playoffs. It's going to be tiny, and even just in this first series, like just looking, don't even look anywhere ahead. Like because I don't know. Like I don't think we'll get to my pick later on in this series, but the matchup problem that they're going to have with Steven Adams oh my is God. just gonna Steve Adams is going to be hellacious for them. Eat during this series. He's been eating all along. Even get, even Gallo, like even if they have to go small in some situations, like Gallo is like 6'11". If he's playing small ball center, like he's a problem for Houston down yeah. low. They're going to get out-rebounded. They're going to get outboarded and I think they know that like they're they're okay with that they've they've come to terms with the fact that they're probably going to lose the rebound battle most of these games but you know what they're going to do they're also going to shoot 73s and try to outbomb the thunder and the big question that I have is what a kind of effectiveness we're going to get from Russell Westbrook he's been out the last couple days with a quad strain he's confirmed out for game one yeah he's not starting the series um and honestly, that I don't think that affects them in the beginning of the series because this team is pretty damn good with just James Harden. They've been bet they've honestly been better this year without and we've they've performed better this year without Westbrook in the lineup with just Harden. Because we know what Harden can do with the ball, and especially when he's not worrying about involving another star, like he's just gonna get his. And especially if he's on, like it's pretty damn near unstoppable to to deal with that offense when Harden's on and they're shooting the ball. But the Thunder kind of present an, a unique matchup with them with the guards that they can throw at him. Schroeder's back into the bubble, and he's going to be available. Um, we know what Chris Paul can do. And this is our first playoff experience, really, with Shea Gilgis in a big moment in a big series like mm-hmm. this. And what can he do as a secondary guy for Chris Paul? It's just going to be a real interesting contrast of styles, personalities just everything like I wish this is the one series I wish was getting played not in the bubble like I wish that we could get yeah three of Russ coming back to Oklahoma City for a playoff game it would be beautiful but alas no yeah this is the one where you like like feel like it almost needs fans like yeah you you need a crazy atmosphere as you mentioned the Oklahoma City Thunder fans are probably the best fans in the NBA um, and that, that hurts to say because I, I think the TD Garden in Boston is just absolutely <laughs> electric. But, no, yeah, OKC probably got the best fans, and this is, this is a series you'd like to see with that type of atmosphere, but it's just not. And it's, it's crazy to know. Like, there's just a lot of unknowns for me in this series. Like, when's, when's Westbrook going to be there? And you brought up a good point. What type of what, Russell Westbrook are we going to see in this series? Yeah. You know, is he is he gonna want to be playoff Russ and be Mister Triple Double, be ball dominant, or, or is he gonna take a backseat kinda and like let James Harden just keep rolling because Harden has been just red hot lately, and I, I wonder if Westbrook will finally realize maybe I need to be less of a ball dominant dude and let my scores go to work around me and just do my thing on the defensive end and rebounds. Yeah. Um, and I, I think Steven Adams, to me, is the big, biggest X factor in the series because 
even if the the Rockets are going small ball and they're shooting 73s a game, something crazy like that that you mentioned, I think Stephen Adams for me still needs to log like high 30s, yeah, like, we're gonna high see, 30s and minutes a game every game. We're gonna see PJ Tucker and Robert Covington guarding Stephen Adams. Like that's that's not that shouldn't happen in yeah. any situation. Like that's and especially that's be playoff puppy basketball. For Adams in the paint. Like, like he's, he's gonna eat all day. Chris Paul is just gonna run him on pick and rolls all game, and mm-hmm. it's gonna be a problem for the Rockets. Like I don't know. I I don't believe in this Rockets small ball. I think it can get them. I think it can keep them competitive. I I do. I truly believe that it's not like a it's not debilitating, but I don't think it's winning playoff basketball. And I think it was mostly just D'Antoni and uh, trying to save his job and Daryl Morey trying to save D'Antoni's job. And they're trying to go all out with their system that they wanted to try for one more year. But um, I think this is probably the worst matchup they could have gotten in the first round. I mean, they, they would have loved to see the Jazz or even the Nuggets rather than Oklahoma City. Um, so I think – this year, I think the series is going the distance. We haven't, I haven't picked a series to go seven yet in the first round. This is the one I'm going to have go, but I have the Oklahoma City Thunder winning this in seven games. Oh, I'm, I'm also going seven. I think it's going to be the Houston Rockets in seven, though. And that's, that's if Russ comes back to play after, um, after game one. I think if it's just the Harden, just James Harden Rockets, yeah, I, I think it's going to be OKC in seven. Um, I, th- I definitely think Harden needs Westbrook down the stretch in this series, but yeah, I think it's going to be a great series and we haven't talked about too many series being overly chippy and like a lot of, you know, heated arguments and possibly even some fights, but yeah, I this think, could get ugly. <laughs> I think, I think, I think this will get ugly. I think, uh, I think this is probably gonna be the chippiest series in round one anyway. It's going to be fun. Chris, just seeing the pettiness of Chris Paul, like we know how desperate Chris Paul wants to win. Like there, yeah. as much as he's lost and never like we know, like it's notorious of how much he's lost in the playoffs and everything, but it's not because he's not a competitor. Like he's the most competitive dude yeah. in the NBA and he deserves better than the fates he's had on some of these teams. And the fact that he gets this series, I just think that it's, I think it's more, if you're looking at it just like storyline standpoint, it's not going to be the Russell Westbrook or James Harden story. That's the best one. It's the Chris Paul redemption story. That's the best one yeah. out of this. And also as heavy R hoops, I've talked up the thunder since day one. So I kind of need to stick to my guns at least a little <laughs> bit on how much I've loved the thunder. Cause they didn't disappoint in the bubble at all. Like, they, they did played not. Great. Yeah. So the Rockets did too, like Harden, as we've been talking about, he's been cooking the whole time in the bubble, but the Thunder have played great too, and I just think they have just a little bit more fully of a team to take out the Rockets and uh, go play the Lakers in the first in the second round. So with both of our picks, you if you have the Rockets and Lakers in the second round, I have the Thunder and Lakers, but we both have a Clippers Nuggets second round. Who do you have? We talked about it also on the Eastern Conference preview, but who do you have coming out of the West, and what is your NBA Finals preview? I have the LA Clippers coming out of the West and I have the Clippers Celtics as my NBA finals preview. I just think the Clippers are too deep and too talented, honestly, on both, both sides of the ball to, you know, to not win the West. I think the Lakers absolutely should be there. Um, 
you know, to a certain degree also. But I just I think Kawhi has some unfinished business. That dude wants back-to-back championships in my eyes. And he could easily do it on two different teams. And he's got great company around him. I just, I just, the Clippers just seem like an NBA finals team already. Yep. I agree with everything you just said there, but even though, even so I'm going with the Los Angeles Lakers out of the West, uh, mostly because I just picked them at the beginning of the year and I'm going (laughs) to stick with it the whole way through. Um, but I, I agree with your sentiment about the Clippers. Like that's, I'm 50, 50 on the Clippers and Lakers. Honestly, I'm going with the Lakers just on my heart, mostly than anything else, but the Clippers are so deep, so talented. Like they should Mm -hmm. be in the finals and should be the favorites. If they can just figure it the fuck out and get their continuity together. Like this is the time, obviously you need to figure it out. It's playoffs. I think they're going to pull it together, but the last time I saw LeBron James in the playoffs, he made the finals for eight years. And so I'm going to say that they'll get there after the one-year hiatus because if they're not going to get there this year, I don't think it's going to happen. And so I think this has been the year for them the whole time along, and I think that they're going to manage, especially if Rondo can come back. And who knows? Maybe they'll – maybe second round, maybe they'll be able to convince Avery Bradley. You know they're on those group texts. Like, technically, yeah. like, <laughs> bro, like – KCP is in practice on the first unit. Like, come on. Like, <laughs> Yo, maybe, this guy sucks. <laughs> like, come on. Like, maybe, maybe. Well, I'm not saying that's even likely at all, but who knows? Like, I think LeBron and AD are more than enough to at least get to the finals and match up with the Toronto Raptors out of the East. That's who I'm going with right now. We'll see what happens after this first round, see if the Bucks kind of figure out what they're going through. But, uh, the Raptors have just looked like the most complete team to me, and I would love a Lakers Raptors series. That would just be that would be a great that'd be great great way to go. So would a Clippers Celtics series. Those two games this year were hell of crazy games. So yeah, either way, we're set up. It's been some great basketball in the bubble, and we're looking forward to uh, the playoffs finally getting underway tomorrow with Denver and Utah. Dunny, do you got anything else for everybody here? No, I do not. Just excited for playoff basketball, folks. It's finally Let's time. get after it. Let's sit on our couches. <laughs> let's prime our brains with happy hour hoops before the games. Yep. And then let's yep. watch all day long. All right. So for Dunny, this is Jake. Follow us at happy hour hoops one on all social media platforms. Uh, like, rate, subscribe, review, any of that shit from spotify and apple make sure you leave us five stars give us some good comments just make sure you're subscribing listen through we appreciate all the love and support we've gotten so far and uh yeah like i said enjoy the playoff basketball and keep listening to happy hour hoops